welcome to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. I'm your host, Chad Thompson, and today we have another amazing episode for you all. Today we're talking with Packalachin food truck owners, Mosum and Caitlin, about how they got their start, a little bit more about the food truck, its impact on the local economy, and how the local community has been greatly supporting this truck. There's a lot of positive message going out today, and I hope you'll stick around to the very end and hear everything they have to say. Truly remarkable episode again continuing that food series that we started last week with Greco's and Abingdon but that's enough of me rambling on about that today I want you to sit back relax grab yourself a bite to eat as we jump in to today's episode well first of all thank you all so much for coming to join me on the podcast today I'm very pleased to have you on here and I know everybody else is as well especially people local to Abingdon that are familiar with the Pakalach and probably know you both very well as well as the truck I myself, I've got to eat from the Packalachin a few times, and I can say that I love it. All the hype that was built up around it prior to me trying it for the first time, um, it, it definitely held up to the hype. So I want to throw that out there and kind of get you guys warmed up a little bit this morning. But if you wouldn't mind, for anybody that might not know who you are, uh, just introduce yourselves to the podcast. Sure. Um, well, thanks for having us as well. Um, my name's Mosin Cosme. Um, I've been living in uh, Southwest Virginia for almost 10 years now. And uh, yeah, we, we started a food truck. <laughs> and I'm Caitlin Cosme. I am a middle school administrator here in Washington County, but I'm a Russell County girl at heart. I'm from right here in Southwest Virginia. So I guess together we started a food truck. <laughs> It's pretty amazing to be able to uh, come out and live the dream like that. You know, uh, I know I come from like a food background myself and food truck was always kind of the dream because of that freedom you have to move around. You don't have to worry about being to a confined space like you would in a traditional restaurant. So how did you kind of get the idea of the truck that you have now? How did you get that started? Um, it's kind of funny. A couple of years ago, Caitlin and I were driving down 81 and we were just kind of batting around ideas. Um, Caitlin's in education, um, and I, I work in conservation. I have an ecotourism company, and um, I'm, I'm big into environmental science and environmental conservation issues. And we were just batting around, hey, should we do a course? Should we do summer camp? And then suddenly we just started talking about food and and all of the interesting things we've introduced to each other, um, being that Caitlin's from Southwest Virginia and my family's from Pakistan, we both kind of ate our respective foods all our lives. And when we got married, we started combining those foods together um, via leftovers. So, uh, I mean, Caitlin, why don't you give an example? Sure. So, um, yeah, we had a notebook of ideas and we, we just wanted to pursue something. You know, we knew that there we had the ability to get something done. And the food truck is what we landed on, but he's exactly right. So things like curry me down south, which is Pakistani tomato based curry served on mashed potatoes or kick my senses, which um, ticket chicken is traditionally uh, barbecued, but we fry it, put it on a sandwich. So things that just uh, evolved over time of putting these two culture cuisines together and that's a our food truck was born. Yeah, we, we were passing rural retreat when we just said, let's do a food truck, and we just shook on it. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> that's really exciting to be able to throw in that mix of things. And, and I think that's a really cool thing, too, is when you have like that moment in time when you realized 
that's the idea and it just happens and, and that makes a really cool tor- uh, story to tell later on down the road uh it, it kind of reminds me of years ago i was hanging out with a bunch of friends and we wanted to start a band back in high school but coming up with a band name is probably one of the hardest things in the entire world as i'm sure it is with you know a restaurant business as well and you know the name you have i, I love that i think it's so clever how you're combining these two things together and and that's just really cool to be able to do something like that it's funny you say that. We actually, when we were thinking of a name, we Googled, we, we, Pacalachian came to mind. So we Googled Pacalachian and there were zero search results. So we knew right then we had our winning name because if, if it doesn't exist, then let's create it. And that's the beauty of anything, right? It starts with an idea and then you have to work really hard to make sure it comes to fruition. So that was something that we were we were actually psyched about was that the name was available and and new almost yeah it's so hard to come up with a a new and creative name like that but i think you guys did a a great job at that and and i I guess so what is some of the more the influences behind the types of food i know um you said there's a lot of deals with like curry as well as like the appalachian cuisine and you kind of pull it all together what kind of sparked your interest in those ideas well, I think it's funny because um, Pakalachin rolls off the tongue so smoothly, you would expect that someone has already combined these two types of foods together um, because the, the, they have a lot of similarities. Um, when we started the food truck, we made this Venn diagram. Um, you know, left side is one side, the right side is the other, and the middle is what has, you know, what we have in common. And uh, we found that the middle was was larger than the other, you know, the left and the right side. We had okra, we had cornbread, we had spinach greens, collard greens, all of these types of things that um, you think was only designated for Southern food or only designated for, you know, South Asian Pakistani food. Um, and we kind of came to the conclusion, both of these cultures are, are Punjabi cultures are, are very um, heavy on, uh, agricultural elements and and so are the the cultures here um so when you combine that with um what you're harvesting at a certain time and the meals that come at those harvests you realize uh, the food blends really well together there's also you know this element of tradition both of both cuisines come from long lines of recipes and and processing the things the way that they do it is is passed down from family to family and that's a beautiful element of food. You know, sometimes it's not when it's not in a search result or it's not in a recipe book. It's in your brain. And so we were able to bring some influences from our families and our cultures that really, you know, you just know it's something about being from where you're from. And we were able to put those together, which is which is which is an enjoyable task for us. And coming up with new ideas is a constant thing that we're working on. So a lot of our friends get to get to tr- be guinea pigs and try some of our dishes. And I think. Um, that's an important thing too. You know, food brings people together. And it's helped kind of the whole process has helped me get closer to Caitlin's family, helped me get closer to my own family. Um, we're, we're kind of ambassadors for our own cultures in both of our families. And, and it's really fun to kind of watch, you know, Caitlin's grandpa go, well, I've never had uh SOG before, but I can see how all of these elements are in, you know, turnip greens, spinach greens, mustard greens. Um, It's just fun. There's so every dish that we have on the truck, we learn something about each other and we somehow also teach our families things as well. Um, 
And I never thought that there'd be that type of, you know, heartwarming benefit to, to running a food truck around here. It's, it's been probably one of my secret favorite parts of it. <laughs> That's a really beautiful story. And, and I'm kind of finding the more that I talk to different people in the food industry that uh, love and passion and family and just people coming together seems to be a common theme. And I think that's that's a really beautiful thing when you're thinking about food is and, and uh, we had this conversation in the previous podcast episode where, you know, people you don't see people coming together as much as they used to around, you know, the dinner table, kind of that traditional sense. Everybody kind of runs off to their own spaces or they're so fast paced anymore. So to have that opportunity where people can come together and laugh and eat and smile is, is fantastic. And I think, you know, a food truck's a great way to do that because, you know, where you are out in a public space like that, if, you know, a family's at an event or something, they can come together and actually kind of share that moment. And maybe it'll spark something in them to go back to that sitting around the dinner table every now and then. And, you know, that's something that we emphasize at, that, at our food truck. We want people to come to us and feel like they're part of a family. Um, you know, a lot of the people on the truck are our family, people working on the truck, but we want our patrons and our customers to come knowing that they know us, knowing that they can talk to us, ask us questions, and just feel like they're a part of something maybe a little bit bigger. You know, I think that's part of what we, we go for when we're doing this. And if you're, if you're not necessarily doing that, I think you lose some of the things that, that food can do for people. And that's, that's an important thing to, to remember. Which means when you come to the big circle window, uh, my father-in-law is going to say something to you and tease you about something. And then there's banter going back and forth and just like a dinner table. You it's know, great. Yeah. And we also, you know, we, we do a lot of bartering on our food <laughs> truck. So we trade food for canned goods all the time or, you know, some spice that they think we can use will trade. We're pretty big about stuff like that because that's part of home, you know? People have brought us, like, uh, starters for tomato plants because, Caitlin, we're growing, like, 50 different varieties of heirlooms right now um, that we hope to use in different things on the truck. But um, it's just trust. so cool. I, one day I'm waiting for someone to come with, like, a goat attached to a leaf <laughs> saying, like, how many... How many curries can I get yeah. for, can I get for this goat? <laughs> That is a pretty great story. And, and, and speaking on the food, it looks like you're, you're trying to do most of all your food locally sourced. Yeah, it's a super important aspect of what we do. Um, and it, it takes a little bit more work to kind of find um, different types of produce. I think um, with slow food, food movement kind of ideologies, we can we kind of look ahead. We say, what can we serve during this time of year? And, and it's a little easier to source things. But, yeah, we're big on potatoes. We're big on okra. Um, you'll see Caitlin's face at the farmer's market every weekend um, looking around. Um, we're, if you don't support local, then you're not putting money back into the economy. And we want to live here for a really long time. And we want this place to be a place that other people want to live. So, um, we're really big on supporting local. And your local growers are working hard. You know, they are putting the time in. And, and a, lot of, a lot of the food comes from our own garden, from our own space. You know, we have, we have some land that we grow things on as well. So th there's an important element about that. You know, you can, your, your, your freshness is better, your quality is better, and you're also supporting those local folks who know what it's like to, to work hard. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with all that. And I think, you know, going to the farmer's markets, the, the, the quality of food that you can get there versus just a general grocery store, you can tell the people that bring that food care a lot about it and, and mm-hmm. just the way that it tastes. It's so much fresher and crisper. And then, you know, you go to the grocer and, and sometimes you don't always find exactly what you're looking for. So I think definitely the farmer's markets is a great place to look around the local growers. Yeah. And Abingdon, and Abingdon has a great farmer's market. You know, we have a lot of local people who grow some really great product. Um, so that's, that's always something if you're, if your small town has that support it, you know, you want to keep those things going and you want to keep them thriving. And, you know, uh, there's the bigger companies that, that, offer a lot of value added in terms of like they come in with their iPad and they know exactly what you order and they, they do all those things, but it still doesn't beat. There's companies in, in Abingdon, like Southern culture and Dutton Wagner that are local companies. They're literally the people who work there live here and, and they're able to get food from other places as well. Um, uh, you know, that I think, is is of of high quality um you get personal attention and um and you can call these people up i I have their cell phone numbers uh Mm -hmm. so um a lot of people if if you can't support local in abingdon it's hard it's going to be hard anywhere else because there's there's plenty of infrastructure here to be supporting any local business whether it's a a a plumbing fitting you need uh for the food truck you know, you, you don't have to go to the bigger stores. There's there's a store for everything here. And, and that's something I think a lot of people don't know. Yeah, I definitely agree with that is, you know, having that education and just letting people know that I think is a very powerful resource to to get that out there and everything. And and not to jump off of the local topic, because it's a topic I could talk about for hours if I didn't stop myself. <laughs> because I, I'm like you. I, I love the region. I'm very happy to be here. And that's one of the reasons I took the position that I'm currently in is just to find ways that I can help serve and promote the area because it's it's been my home my entire life. And it's everything I know and everything I love. So definitely want to try to share that love to the rest of the world. And one thing I wanted to talk about before I forget about it is, is the beautiful artwork on, on the truck. I was looking at some photos of uh, the painting process going on and things. And uh, you want to talk about maybe what some of the meanings are behind the different images. I noticed the Virginia state bird is in there and. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought that up. That was one of the most fun things to watch last, I guess it was around last year. Mm-hmm. And we literally just sat and watched, um, our friend paint. I'm going to let Mosin explain a little bit more about the the artwork specifically, but I will say that has been um, one of the most, enjo- it was so much fun to watch. It was like watching the TV, except better, you know, it was real life. Uh, I think that the experience of watching that go up was one of the things that make me really proud to be an entrepreneur and a business owner because we just decided we wanted to make this happen. And uh, we found a a truck artist named Heather Ali, who is actually quite a famous truck artist. He's done stuff for the Smithsonian. He, he, he travels all around the country every summer and he paints uh, Pakistani folk art on, on different things. Um, In Pakistan, this is like a point of pride. A lot of uh, truck drivers own their truck and they decorate them with bells and chains and, you know, multi sounding horns and, and this beautiful, colorful art. Um, you'll see a Massey Ferguson tractor in Pakistan and it'll be covered in beautiful art. 
Um, so we picked up Heather Ellie in a, at a bus stop in Marion at uh, 7.15 p.m. We drove over to our house, and he just didn't stop painting until, uh, you know, three days later. And he freehanded that whole thing. Yeah. Um, the whole idea about that art on the truck is we wanted to kind of hybridize and feature elements of, of Pakistan and sub- Southwest Virginia. So if you look really carefully, you'll see um, spiky Himalayan type mountains. You'll see round rolling hills from, you know, the Blue Ridge. And then, of course, uh, instead of an eagle, we went for a red tail hawk um, just because I see those all the time. And uh, I think they look beautiful. Yeah. And Heather actually stayed with us. So he he lived in the house for three days, you know, sipping chai, telling stories. We, we had a little bit of a language barrier that we had to overcome, but but we were able to do it with no problem. So it was, it was an experience to say the least. It was, it was cool. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm what you call an ABCD in our culture, which is an American born confused desi. Uh, that's what my parents would call me, <laughs> which means I can understand and, and listen to a full conversation in Urdu and Punjabi, but I cannot respond in any way. Uh, so it was a lot of sign language and Google translate. And <laughs> when you're trying to talk about abstract concepts like art, that can be a little bit tolling, but we, we got it done. It, it was great. Um, and, you know, the Cardinals on there, uh, Virginia State Bird, and then we got an indigo bunting, which is the bluebird that migrates through southwest Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. we, lo- we love the outdoors. We love food. We love this place. So we thought that mural had to depict that. I'm definitely glad that I asked about that story because uh, that mural's <laughs> very beautiful and, th- and that story behind it is, is just phenomenal as well. And wow, just looking at the pictures of the progress and everything, like that's that's yeah. wild. And, and to, the fact that he freehanded that and didn't have like a pre-existing tracing or something, that's wow. <laughs> like, no lie, we invited like my... Yeah, we invited my parents over. We invited our friends over. We just sat and watched him paint. In lawn chairs, <laughs> just watching him paint. Yeah, for days. Yeah, I, I can definitely but, see know, now what you're saying about being better than TV. That's great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's another reason why we support local, because, uh, you know, we, we personally think that people in this area deserve to see something beautiful whenever they can. And driving down the road, uh, you know, I think it lightens the mood wherever we go because uh, people are just like, what in God's name is that? And then they, they look over and they see this art and then... Which is also a good business move. You know, yeah, like, oh, yeah. what is that? Oh, we need to go try that. It's good, it's good advertising. And when we're up at the truck and people buy food, we say, hey, you've got to go around back and look at what we've got over there because it, it's just, it's fun. Lot of fun. I want to paint more things. Yes, he does. I have to find him all the time. Like, no, we're not going to paint the side of our house. <laughs> I don't know. That might be a great idea. As good as the truck came it out, maybe be. the house could follow suit. Maybe. So currently, <laughs> and then, and currently with your truck, uh, do you just just travel to different events, or do you have like some like semi permanent places that you typically set up, or or how how does that schedule currently work? So we do not have a permanent location. Recently, we've been doing Thursdays at 343 Kitchens and Cabinets there on Main Street in Abingdon. 
but we are always open to events. So we encourage anybody who has something coming up that they need a food truck for or, you know, whatever it may be, to contact us either on our website or at our email. Also, you can follow us on social media. You're going to get to either of us on on that. Um, but really, our events are based on what's going on in the community. So when our community's strong, our food game is strong. Um, you know, when we were doing Thursday Jams there in Abingdon, we would set up for that event. We we try to we try to do at least one to two a week, especially in the summer when people are a little bit more free. But but all of our information regarding our events, any upcoming events, will be found on our website. Perfect. And and when I do put this podcast out, I always like to provide links and everything. So for anybody listening, I'll have all the links to the website, the Facebook, social media, so that way you can stay up to date with right. everything as well. So. Definitely right. want to try to get that out there to everybody so they can find out more about this amazing truck and this story that you guys have presented wow. with us. And wow, this has been well, such a great conversation today so far. Well, we certainly appreciate it. You know, it, we, we joke, this is about as, this has just happened. It's about as, um, I don't organic as it can be, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I, we don't try to put on any airs. We just kind of made something and then went with it. So and we're just we're really focused on getting better and better we went yeah. to pakistan we learned a bunch of stuff from different places there we worked in in a couple of restaurants um it's it's becoming something that we absolutely yeah. I, I can't not do it i love it mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true and you know it's, it's funny the the food truck is not our sole job you know we both have other careers, I guess you could say, in terms of mine is obviously education focused, Mosin's is conservation focused. I mean, the ecotourism company is Tamandua Expeditions, and it's, he leads guided expeditions to Peruvian Amazon. And that's, that's something he's passionate about as well. So, so, you know, there's something to be said about pulling the things we love into a food truck as well. And that's something we're constantly trying to do. Yeah, I can definitely see your other career influences coming into the truck from just the the story behind the food and the truck and these two different cultures, as well as your conservation and that you use all this recycled waste mm-hmm. production. So, you know, from what you put the food in is, is in paper. So instead of having this styrofoam or plastic, you know, it's a lot better for the environment and things like that are, you know, something that's very important to pay attention yes. to. And I, 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 uh, that's great that you do that. You know, I'm sure people have gotten frustrated with us in the past. Sometimes we run out of food. Um, we sell out quite frequently, but but that's kind of our goal. You know, we have a waste, uh, no waste mentality. We want to to try to sell to the number of people that are coming, um, so that we don't have leftovers that we have to waste. And like you're saying, we do serve in biodegradable containers. We recycle all of our aluminum. Um, we compost as we're cooking. So all of these practices are a little bit more difficult, but in the long run, the gain we feel is, is important. You know, it's something we care about. And we just got a centrifuge because uh, we're hoping to turn our fry oil into uh, biodiesel. Um, so that's going to be a whole project. Um, yeah, that'll be an extravagant. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you posted on yeah. that one. We've got a lot of ideas. Remember, we're idea people. <laughs> Yeah, ideas are definitely great to have, and and I guess so. Basically, what you'd be doing would you you'd be using your like old oil to in turn become fuel for the truck? Yes. Yeah, for the That's truck. Awesome. Um, hopefully, run food truck rodeos on biodiesel. 
Um, that would be really cool. Long-term goal. <laughs> Long, you got to think a little bit long-term and chip away at it as you go, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely got to have those futuristic goals as well as some of the closer ones. And I, I'm not sure how y'all are doing on time today, but is there anything that maybe I've missed that you'd like to throw out to everybody and tell everybody about before we begin to wrap up today? You know, I just have a, I mean, my thing would be to encourage if there's a younger group listening to, to go after whatever it is you want to do. You know, we, we could have just as easily said, it's too hard. We don't want to do it. But if you have something that's worth sharing and worth doing, then do it. Um, and if you're not necessarily part of the younger population, but in a different demographic, I encourage you to come see us, you know, try something new, try something that maybe you haven't tried before. And, and we would love to see everybody hear their comments. Like Mosin said, we're always trying to improve. So if people have suggestions or ideas, we're, we're open to them. Yeah. And to address another FAQ, um, our food is not designed to burn you. Um, we know our audience. We, if you like spice, we have things that you can add into it, our chutney, uh, to, to increase the heat. But we really just want to give people a taste of, of something that isn't, isn't designed to hurt them. People think that curry, there's a lot of misconceptions with curry about how to give you a stomach ache, how it'll burn your tongue. Um, that is not what curry is. There's hundreds of types of curries, and our curry is designed to um, just make you happy. So um, that's number one. And then number two is we could not have done this without our community. Um, people have been so supportive. People spread the word uh, by word of mouth. Um, we did a business competition in Abingdon, um, and that was a great way for networking. And, and this community opens so many doors for you if you know where to look and you know who to call. And um, we're just genuinely appreciative mm -hmm. uh, of every time we park seeing that line out there and and just we love saying hi to you all and it's been great so um i can't i can't stress that enough we're just super appreciative and humbled and thankful for for what we've gotten from the community so far absolutely thanks to both of you for those amazing messages i, I especially love the fact that you threw out to en encourage younger generations to kind of go for their dreams and their goals because I feel like that's something a lot of younger kids from from back in my day to, to current day oftentimes struggle with is, you know, they, they want to do something. And there's so many people that's so quick to put them down and to hear somebody hear from somebody inspirational like yourselves to be able to encourage that to them is, is fantastic. And, and thank you for doing that. And also on the on the curry comment, that's that was one of my expectations the first time I visited the truck. I'd always heard that curry was extremely spicy and so that's what i was expecting mm -hmm. at first and then it was just this perfect blend so i was like wow maybe it's, right. it's not so spicy like everybody tells me so and well, let that you. be that's your, <laughs> your gateway into into the other curries of the world um, um and we purposely put it on mashed potatoes there's there's a there's the 50 50 mix of pakistani and appalachian that just makes sense it, it goes together and whether you know it may not have been together in the past, but it doesn't mean it doesn't deserve to be together now, you know? So, so we just, we just, we're just going to keep going with it. Yeah, they definitely do work really well together. And, uh, before we do wrap up, I just want to say thank you both so much for coming on today. I've had an amazing experience talking to you guys and, You've made me feel good about the things that I do, just hearing how great you feel about yours. You could definitely tell there's a lot of love and passion over there. And, you know, that's that's what we need in the world is just all this 
you know, family and love and compassion for what we do and just in sharing that same set of emotions with everyone else. And I think you both are doing a great job at that. And I can't wait to see you out in the public and for everybody listening, be sure you go check out their website so you can find out where they're going to be and go try the food immediately and meet them and smile and laugh and make the world a better place. Hey, thank you so so much much, for the time. We really appreciate it. And you keep doing what you're doing. (laughs) <laughs> I, I will definitely do that as much as I can. But again, thank you all so much, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you all so much once again for tuning in to the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast. And also thank you once again to the Pacalachin for both of y'all coming on and having a chat today. I highly enjoyed it. If you want to stay tuned and up to date with the latest episodes of the Stories from Southwest Virginia podcast, you can do so by visiting our website at visitswva.org, going over the stories link, and then going down to Stories from Southwest Virginia. Also, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the major outlets such as Spotify here on Anchor.com or Google and Apple Podcasts as well, so you don't miss out on any episode. That pretty much wraps up today, and we'll see you again next week. And in the meantime, have fun and be safe while exploring Southwest Virginia.